Let us pray. Father, we see ourselves as blessed that we have this season after Trinity where we reflect on the words of Jesus. We are thankful that your Son told us so many important things that help us live our lives according to his way. Help us now to receive what Jesus said with the help of the Holy Spirit so that we may follow his way more fully each day. In his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. I hope you recall uh, the gospel passage that you heard read so beautifully by Deacon Rhonda and then a subsequent sermon based on it just a year ago. I was surprised to see this particular gospel passage pop up again in the lectionary, but that must mean that much smarter folks than I are out there thinking about these things. And even though this story, this parable, is only in Luke's gospel, it's clearly a very important one. And as Mike Kenyon has told me before, repetition is good. And so here we go with a few new thoughts. The passage opens with a question, probably not an innocent question, asked of our Lord by a lawyer. And I say probably not innocent because Luke tells us that the questioner was putting our Lord to the test. And one can sense a certain smugness on the part of the lawyer. Jesus was undoubtedly aware of the lawyer's intent, and he diffuses the setting characteristically by presenting a reasonable answer to the lawyer's question regarding what should be done by one who wants to attain to eternal life. Jesus replies with the oft-repeated, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This seems like a perfectly clear and acceptable answer to the question, but the lawyer, for whatever reason, is not so easily satisfied as he then poses, who is my neighbor? I have wondered before, and I still wonder, whether that is a reasonable follow-up question or is the entire scene a setup to provide an opening for our Lord to relate the parable concerning the Good Samaritan. I cannot answer that question. I don't know. But it does seem to me at times the Lord does have setups so that he can get into his occasionally paradoxical teachings. At least I believe in this case, we see Jesus using a situation to give himself rationale to come forth with one of his challenging bits of advice that are so illustrative of his way. It is as if Jesus is saying, you want to know how to behave? Listen to this. Well, just what is our Lord saying here? Is it just that he wants to be certain that we behave like the Samaritan who goes way out of his way to help an injured man in contradistinction, clearly, to the priest who should have helped and the Levite who might have helped? Or is there more to this than that? 
Jesus here is using a rather compelling story to make a most important point regarding how we should treat our fellow man. But also, he is emphasizing the fact that all men are equal under God. And so he uses a despised Samaritan as the lead character. To refresh your memory regarding the Samaritans, let me remind, remind you of the distaste and, yes, the inveterate hatred with which Samaritans, those are folks from the area of Samaria, were looked upon by the Jews. Dwight Moody, the 19th century evangelist, notes that there was a great high partition wall between the Jews and the Samaritans. There was so much baggage that there could be literally no dealing between them. Now, the baggage about which I am speaking is related to the fact that the Samaritans were colonists. That's the first time I've seen that word used, but it's correct. They were sent back into the area of the Northern Kingdom by the Assyrians to resettle that area. Remembering at the time of the fall of the Northern Kingdom, by the under the Assyrians in 722 B.C., many of the residents were displaced and sent packing to different geographic areas. Now, there was enough time here for this to lead very expectedly to ethnic mixing. And so the returnees, those that came back, were seen as impure to the resident Jews in not only the southern kingdom, but those that had remained behind in the northern kingdom area. The Jews, correctly so, saw themselves as God's chosen and resented the returnees. Is this not a lot like us today? We're quick to find scapegoats. We're very good at it. And often it's for rather shallow reasons. In any event, this is why there was such a distance between the Jews and the Samaritans. But our Lord made hay with the situation as he pushed the point that all men were equal under God. Someone has said that if the injured Jew in the story had not been half dead, he would never have allowed the Samaritan to put his hands on him. Probably, he would have treated him with scorn. But he is half dead, and he cannot prevent the good Samaritan treating him kindly, putting him on his donkey after cleaning and binding his wounds, and later providing for him at an inn with an extended settlement of money as well. The Lord would have us see the Samaritan as a model for those who help the afflicted. In life, there are many that never relieve affliction. That is not the way the Lord would have it. Indeed, Jesus is reminding us that sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone and go for it. We have to, a time-honored phrase, walk across the room, swallow whatever it is that's holding us back, reach out, and do what should be done.
I'm not saying that this is easy. There are some folks to whom this comes naturally. It's part of their DNA. But others, for whatever reason, do not want to get involved in possibly difficult situations, and so like the priest and the Levite in the story, they walk by on the other side. Just a word or two about compassion. The Greek word, and I never do this with Greek or Hebrew because I flunk them both, as you know. Uh, the Greek word used here and translated as compassion is splanknizomai. Now, I don't know, being medical, I sort of know the word splank, and I'll try to explain that. This word is also a root that we see in the word describing intestines or guts. We talk about the splanknic circulation, which is the blood vessels that feed the intestines. And so you may sense that we're talking about a gut feeling. I'm sure you know what I mean. Our Creator has filled us with an inner desire to be empathetic and to respond to trouble in our fellow man. This feeling of empathy comes from the deepest part of who we are. It evokes an inner churning that we can usually repress pretty easily. We can say, I'm not going to bother with that. But sometimes it keeps us awake at night until we do something about it. Listen to what John Calvin, I don't quote him too often either, but listen to what John Calvin says about this inner feeling. Quote, Compassion demonstrates that the guidance and teaching of nature are sufficient to show that man was created for the sake of man. Again, compassion demonstrates that the guidance and teaching of nature are sufficient to show that man was created for the sake of man. And he continues saying, hence, it is inferred that there is a mutual obligation between all men. Now, I did not read that in the original French and translate it. That is a translation, but I think he says it as well as anyone could. I hope my sermon hasn't been a meander because I feel like it has this time because I really rebuffed a little bit of last year's and that's hard to do or it's hard for me. But I do hope I brought up a few of the points that I think might be helpful as we reflect on how Jesus would have us behave when we're faced with difficult, problematic settings that might be much easier to avoid. The lawyer in the story knew exactly who his neighbor was and probably knew the answer to his own question regarding how he should attain eternal life. We know the answer too. And I pray that we may all proceed through life following our Lord and doing exactly what he would have us do. We need to pray for that. This, as you've heard me say over and over again, is what sanctification is all about. It is taking God's love that is sent to us, sending our love back to God, and through the Holy Spirit, we become sanctified and more like Jesus Christ.
if we love the Lord, we can do no less. Amen.